Hey there, it's Freddy Cruz, and I've made it my job, my life's mission to share with you the stories of the individuals, businesses, and organizations that make the greater Houston area great. And today I'm talking to some bunny named Nancy Martin. She is the president and executive director of Houston Rabbit Resource. Check them out at HoustonRabbitResource.org. During this episode, We're going to talk about just how bad the homeless rabbit population is in Houston, as well as why rabbits are not starter pets and why we should not use animals, any kind of animals, to teach kids responsibility. If you like this episode as much as I enjoyed putting it together for you, then you can always share with your family and friends and give me a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Hi, I'm Ed Sheeran. This is Bruno Mars. Hey, it's Katy Perry. This is your man Flo Rida with Freddie Cruz. This is AJ Mitchell with Freddie Cruz. Freddie Cruz. Freddie Cruz. Let's let you go pick Mr. 305 and you already know what it is. My name is Freddie and it's time to cruise through HTX. Hi, I'm Nancy Martin. I'm the president slash executive director of Houston Rabbit Resource, a registered nonprofit domestic rabbit rescue. What is your favorite rabbit pun of all time? Probably. (laughs) This is silly. What do you call a line of rabbits jumping backwards? I have no idea. A receding hairline. I love a good dad joke. (laughs) It really is. That's right. You know, Uh, yeah, there's, I should know some more. I can't think of any offhand. I mean, you really, as executive director of Houston Rabbit Resource, I would expect you to know at least 10 off the cuff. Like you should be just firing these off back to back to back to back to back. But hey, here we are. It's all good. That's true. (laughs) So tell me about Houston Rabbit Resource and how you got started, how the organization started and what you all are doing to alleviate the the homeless bunny population in Houston. Well, lots of people don't realize that rabbits are the third most dumped pet in the United States, right after dogs and cats. No, it's, it's true. I know. And there's a lot of them. And it feels like it's really increasing in the last few years. And cats do not too bad a job at taking care of themselves out in the wild um and and dogs they they can scavenge and stuff rabbits domestic rabbits do not do well outside they they're they're not from this continent to begin with and they've been domesticated for a couple thousand years okay where are they from i'm sorry to interrupt Where, where are they from what no, no problem. Uh, what we have as domestic pet rabbits nowadays are originally from Spain and the European continent. Oh, okay. Yes. And they, they don't have the natural instincts to survive here. And not to mention one big problem is, you know, a lot of the domestic rabbits, they're not brown. They don't camouflage well here. No, they don't. <laughs> and they just, they don't seem to know the same way to hide. And Unfortunately, they experience really horrific, cruel deaths when when abandoned here. That is heartbreaking because you look into the eyes of these things and they're adorable. They're almost angelic. I, well, you know that that's another thing. <laughs> they are. They're so cute and and angelic. They they can have the bad attitude. We call it bunitude. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they uh, 
They're wonderful. There's so, so many people think that rabbits are boring or, you know, they just sit in a cage. Well, you know, we tell people if you'd be boring, if you were just stuck in a cage all day too. Yeah. Um, bunnies are just like cats and dogs. They all have different personalities. Um, some are really, really social. Some are cuddly. Some are more aloof like some cats are, but they're, they're wonderful. I can't imagine my life without rabbits now. There's so much to unpack with everything you just said. And so, uh, all right, let's go back to my childhood and the one experience that we had with a pet rabbit. It was with my aunt and my older cousin, and they lived in an apartment. And I I hesitate to throw them under the bus. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it they had Thumper. He was adorable. He pooped and his pee-pee smelled um, really bad. And so their apartment smelled really bad. And I remember meeting a bunny professional a a few weeks back. And he had told me, because I was like, oh, I wish I could have a bunny. But they're, you know, they're kind of sloppy and, you know, they stink. And he was like, actually, they don't. (laughs) And I got That's what I was about to say. Yeah, I got actuallyed. Um, and so, yes, please, just uh, tear tear that myth apart that they're stinky and just gross. They really aren't. They Bunnies are quite clean. And they really, if they're stinky, it's the human's fault. You are not changing their litter box often enough. Or, uh, and also, one thing that makes them smelly is when the males in particular, when they're not neutered, yeah, they, they have a smell that they emit to, you know, attract the females and stuff like that. And it can be kind of nasty, but neutering takes care of that. Um, but even without neutering, they, they should never be that smelly. They, you know, what one thing lots of people don't know is rabbits can be litter trained just like a cat. No way. Yeah. So you don't even need, um, you don't need like a, a cage or anything like say my big Flemish giant, he's 12 pounds. He's bigger than the cats. He free roams in our house. When he has to go to the bathroom, he goes back to his litter box, just like the cats would. And he does not leave any mess and he's not smelly. And he's just a fabulous companion. My mind is already being blown. I had no idea. I've sort of been in the in the dog world for all these times. I'm a dog lover. Uh, I've come around to the feline species, uh, mm-hmm. and they're cute. I'm still allergic. Bunnies, yeah. though, I mean, it's just a next level of of adorableness. So let's say, um, let's say I'm I'm the parent of a of a small child who sees a rabbit up for adoption at whatever shelter. Uh, I do work with Citizens for Animal Protection where they do have small mammals. We love CAP. They're wonderful and they do great job with bunnies. I mean, with all animals, but yes, they they uh, do. They're great. Thank you. So let's say little Timmy and his sister Jenny uh, take mom and dad to CAP and they want a bunny. And mom and dad are certain that it's more than just a cuddly little animal. So how do you prep mommy and daddy for, okay, well... Timmy and Jenny, we are going to get this bunny, but here's some things that we need to all four know about. So how could, like a brief rundown of how mom and dad can be prepared for bringing it home? The first big thing is that rabbits are wonderful, but they're not for everybody. And because they're prey animals, they're not necessarily the best pet for kids. Kids, especially little kids, love something they Mm. can pick up and hold and carry around. 
bunnies do not like to be picked up. Uh, you pick them up and they think that they're about to be eaten for dinner. Um, Aww. Yeah. Now, there are... Even the big ones? Even the big ones. They There are lots of ways to interact and play with the rabbits on their own level. Um, it, it just takes some learning, you know. But so in that case, and rabbits too, if you pick them up the wrong way and they're scared, they can twist and jump and break a back, break their legs. We see that a lot. Um, and so they aren't necessarily the lots of people think they're a good starter pet they're not a starter pet i don't really believe any pet should be a starter pet pets should not be used to teach kids responsibility but if the parents are willing to accept 100 responsibility and take care of the rabbit and teach their kids how to interact with them and stuff they they can be great now i've had rabbits longer than i've had kids but my three kids have grown up with rabbits they don't ever pick them up uh, but they love them and there's lots of things you can do with them and 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 like i said the rabbits are like cats and dogs some want to snuggle next to you and uh and get petted and and some will follow you around the house or into the pantry to get treats that would be my big guy and uh but some you know don't really they're like some cats you know it's like sure give me a pet when i ask for it and then leave me alone <laughs> kind of thing so that's one thing we do as a rescue that a shelter doesn't really have the possibility of doing all of our rabbits right now are in foster homes the foster home gets to know them gets to know their personality and so that helps us be able to match them up with the right family the right adopter so we can tell you you know if you have kids we we can say this one likes to be petted and and learn tricks and things like that and would be a great family pet this one might be better for uh, an individual or, or just adults or something. It's like a speed dating, but for oh, yeah. bunnies and families. That's for sure. Yeah. And so let's go back to something that you talked about and you saying it out loud has all of a sudden made me agree with it. And in hindsight, having uh, two, one, then two, and now one dog, um, i it, it, yeah, I'm like, okay, that makes sense what you just said, how you should not use animals to teach your kids responsibility. So at what point in your life did you personally uh, come to that, come to grips with that and start believing in that? Or did, uh, did, have you always believed that? I've kind of always believed that. So <laughs> when I was eight, I begged for a dog. My parents gave in and they got me one. And, you know, did I? remember to feed and water and take that dog out every single day no so thank goodness my parents were willing to do that um <laughs> you know and, and like i say with my kids my okay so my oldest is 16 and i think she's an incredibly responsible kid but would i let her be in charge of an animal not a chance <laughs> you know i've i don't want to embarrass her or anything but you know she still needs to be reminded to do some things for herself let alone another creature you know and that's normal for that age um, so I think people really need to think, you know, a family pet is great, but it's always the parents need to be the responsible party. You know, my kids help with things like feeding. Uh, we have a dog, two cats, currently five rabbits, two turtles, and the kids do help with feeding and they help with chores and things. But I am still the one every day who makes sure everything has been done for those animals. You know, in the end, it's my responsibility. Hey, it's Freddie. And we're going to cruise through HTX with more bunny chat in less than 60 seconds. 
Hi, I'm Dorothy Gibbons, and I'm the CEO and co-founder of The Rose. October is the month of pink, and for The Rose, a breast center of excellence, that means we'll be airing podcasts every day in October to celebrate Breast Cancer Awareness Month. When you look at resources like The Rose, when we pull up in the morning, and there's no cars in the parking lot, but there's four coaches with the headlights on, I get emotional. I have these two little boys. One had already lost one mother to breast cancer, and I was not going to let him lose another mother. Going through cancer three times, deciding not to share. The Rose walked her through all the journey, and the most fantastic person I met was Dixie Malello over there. You're going to get your daily dose of Let's Talk About Your Breast during the month of October. To find out ways to help The Rose, visit our website at therose.org. Let's go back to how Houston Rabbit Resource helps families with pairing up the perfect rabbit for their crew and their home as it relates to having multiple existing pets in their home. So rabbits can live in a home with dogs and cats. They are prey animals, but we say that, like, say you need supervision if the rabbit's going to be out till you really know how your dog or cat is going to react. Uh, but lots of dogs and cats will even cuddle next to the rabbits. <laughs> My one cat he's funny, but he'll just lie in the middle of the floor and the big rabbit will go up and, you know, kind of sneak up next to him and then lie down and stretch out. And the cat looks at him like, what are you? What are you doing? But he's too lazy to get up and move. So I've got so many pictures of the two of them lying next to each other. Or we used to have a golden retriever who just thought the bunnies were the most wonderful thing on earth. And he would just kind of follow them around. Then he'd lie down with his nose stretched out and let them hop all over him. And he would just be like, oh, this is fun. It's like my little kid. You know, so while you know they need supervision, um, rabbits can absolutely live with other pets in the house. And then we, we have people submit an adoption application that gives us that's just our, our starting point. It tells us what people know about rabbits, um, you know, gauge an idea of whether this is really, you know, something. Um, they're willing to commit to because again rabbits can live 10 to 14 years and lots of people don't think they think like oh this is like a, a one or two year animal you know mm-hmm. so that needs to be taken into consideration and the other thing is lots of people at easter you know go and get their kids oh i'm gonna get a cute little baby bunny for my kids easter basket well you know bunnies are wonderful but they have some things they can be destructive they can chew wires um furniture, carpet, you know, they also, when they go through their adolescent period, they're kind of nasty, you know, they're not that (laughs) different from hormonal teenage humans. Hmm. And right about the time that that adolescent happens is when school's getting out for the summer, they've had the bunny for a couple months, they're going on vacation, they don't know what to do with it, and they've lost interest. And so the bunny gets dumped. Yeah. Um, and so we would work to, you know, teach people everything, anything they want to know about rabbits. We are so happy to teach them and help them find the right fit and make sure that a rabbit is right for them. Okay, so you do the the fostering of bunnies, rabbits into into homes. How do you? How does Houston Rabbit Resource work with? finding the bunnies to begin with. So are you scouring the streets or do you work with 
local shelters to get those rabbits and then you're fostering and then you're trying to match them and get them fo- to get them out into forever homes. The most of ours come from out on the streets because there's just so many. If Is there a particular area? There are some cities around North America where for some reason it gets to be known as the bunny dumping area and you will get feral colonies pop up. Um, that does not seem to have been, I'm from Canada originally and, and there's quite a few places in Canada that have that. I've not seen that down here in Houston. And I really believe it's because rabbits down here don't last that long. They don't last long enough after being dumped to make a colony. They, there are so many predators and so many Things that kill the rabbits, they don't last long. Every once in a while, we'll get somebody uh, send us a message saying, oh, you know, there's this, been this bunny hopping around my neighborhood for a couple months. But most of the time, it's a week or two. And then it'll be the people will be like, if we weren't able to go and catch it, which we do a lot, we call it rabbit wrangling. If we hear of a bunny um, loose in a neighborhood, a park, anything, we'll try to send a team out to catch them. Uh, but oftentimes, like if we haven't been able to make it or something, people say, uh, well, it, it disappeared. I'm sure it must have gone somewhere else. Well, no, you know, most likely it was eaten by something. Yeah. Um, so the, that's our first priority, is to take in the rabbits that have been dumped on the streets. However, there's lots of people who email as well saying, I can't keep my rabbit anymore for whatever reason. Some of them are good reasons, some are not. <laughs> but um, those would be secondary that we would take in. Um, we work very closely with Friends for Life Animal Shelter. They have just been amazing, such a big help to us. Uh, they let us use their facility for a lot of our adoption days and our events, like our upcoming Hoppy Halloween event we're having this Saturday. Um, but uh, yeah, for the most part, most of our buddies come from, from off the street. And we get them all spayed and neutered and, you know, medical checked. And they live in a foster home where we get to know their personality and, and make sure they're all ready to go. And then, yeah, find them the right adopter, a forever home. When you do the rabbit wrangling <clears throat> and you go out, let's say, over the course of a Saturday, are you going from Saturday dusk till dawn or is it a six-hour thing or a two-hour thing? And how many rabbits are you, on a typical day, uh, able to corral? Uh, it totally depends. I mean, oftentimes there's only one rabbit been spotted. It will go out. Dusk and dawn is best. Um, and so generally, because, you know, most of us don't want to get up that early in the morning, we do dusk. Because that's when uh, rabbits are more most active. They're crepuscular, so they're most active at dawn and dusk. And so we go out uh, around dusk, just before dusk, and um, we'll have a team of people, and we'll try to corral. So a lot of the times it's just one. But, for example, last November we heard about some living um, on the grounds of a funeral home and uh, it was not long after Halloween and we went out and it took us about two hours one day and we caught oh goodness we caught four I believe that day and then went back a few weeks later and caught another one um, and we believe that they were likely someone's pet maybe they got them for kids at Easter and they had actually had babies. Um, we know that there were at least two others that disappeared. Uh, were likely, it was a busy traffic area too. I'm sure that didn't help as well. But anyway, because we found them at a funeral weekend, it was not long after Halloween. We named them, let's see, we had Morticia, we had Wednesday, <laughs> Uncle Fester, Gomez. Now, I think that was the four, the main four we had, you know. Yeah. And, uh, 
you, so that time, you know, we caught, we caught four. Um, so it really just depends uh, on how many are out there. Most of the time it's singles. And most of the time we can do it within a couple of hours. Um, every once in a while, the rabbits outsmart us and we have to go back day after day for a while. My dear friend Debbie and I, who she's one of the founders of a Houston Rabbit Resource, we, a couple of years ago, we went out and this rabbit was in a backyard and we're thinking, oh, this is going to be pretty easy because there's not that many places to hide. Yeah, it took us three weeks to find that, to get that rabbit. And we still swear that we could hear her laughing at us sometimes <laughs> because she would, we'd be so close, just within inches. And, yeah. then, and then she'd be gone. Oh, man. Hate it when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's for sure. <laughs> What is a favorite story, a uh, success story that you have encountered, experienced in your time at Houston Rabbit Resource that gives you that gives you hope? That I mean, we're talking about the third most abandoned animal in the United States. What what keeps you going to do this? You know, it's the people. The you know, the, there's so many good people out there. We get lots of messages from people who have no interest in having a rabbit, but they've seen, you know, a white and black rabbit outside and they know, hmm, that's not right. That's not a wild rabbit. And so they reach out and they say, you know, I, I'm not interested in having this rabbit, but I've seen this one here and it obviously needs help. Would you come help it? And I love that there are people who do that. And, you know, I do see that in Houston every day. There, there's people who are helping all the animals. There's so many wonderful shelters and rescues and and people here so we work to educate people that you know rabbits shouldn't be dumped outside and they're not a low maintenance pet and um you know between education and adoption and getting them spayed and neutered we hope to you know put get a dent in the the overpopulation problem HoustonRabbitResource.org is the place to go to learn more about Houston Rabbit Resource. Nancy, thank you so much for coming by the podcast today. Thank you so much for having us. It was it's very nice to always talk to people who want to know more. Hey, it's me. I'm back with a quick little nudge. If you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did putting it together for you, then please leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to the newsletter at cruisethroughhtx.com and share with your family and friends. Thank you.